0: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. We've got some difficult days ahead, Martin Luther King Jr. told a crowd in Memphis on April 3rd, 1968. But it really doesn't matter with me now, because I've been to the mountaintop. I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you. But I want you to know that we as a people will get to the promised land. Dr. King saw the kingdom of God manifested in people around him, in the spirit of the civil rights movement, in the goodwill and the determination of all that all that all around, in the determination that there was no going back. The only place to go now was up the mountaintop, so that we could see the promised land. Dr. King was gifted at calling us into new realities. He took the ministry and message of Jesus into some of the bleakest parts of the country where racial hatred and segregation were at their worst, and he replaced it by proclaiming a new message of light and life and love. He took his ministry where it needed to go so that people would be able to see his vision. A community of all people called Beloved. A family unified. A family unified not by race or economic status, but a family unified by the loving presence of Almighty God. His vision was clear The kingdom of God, in his eyes, was the beloved community. Early Christians found similar trials in the ancient world. The Roman government would not establish Christianity as a religion because according to the Roman establishment, Christians did not conduct any recognizable ritual sacrifices, so therefore they couldn't be considered a religion. According to a letter we know of by Pliny the Younger to one of the Roman emperors, Christians claimed they only met in the mornings to pray and at night to eat a meal together. Pliny mentions this meal together, and this is significant because much of the ministry and message of Jesus was always carried out by gathering people for meals or at festivals. And today we have one of those festivals, a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the wine ran out. An ancient wedding would have consumed the energy of an entire village, and the wedding feast would have lasted well into a week. Wine running out is an emergency of the highest order. And Amazon Prime, same day, and Uber Eats did not exist in the first century. This was an emergency. And because his mother asks, Jesus meets the emergency with abundance. Even though many of us have heard this story before... We don't see that we don't really recognize that the miracle isn't just about water being made to, into wine. It's how and what Jesus does with this. How this miracle is performed. So Jesus takes whatever's ordinary in front of him, which what we know of by the story is six huge stone vessels, the kind that were used for ritual purification. And each jar would have easily held up to about 24 gallons. So if there were six vessels, we're talking about 96 gallons. That's a lot of water. And when it becomes the best wine, it's more than even a Disciples Gone Wild party could ever consume. And so Jesus entering the scene of this wedding brings on This entirely new way of life, a new way to celebrate a miracle of joy that's so expansive for the village of Cana that it's still talked about to this day. Anytime, anytime when God decides to interact in our world, greater things happen than what we've expected. In the Sinai desert, we hear this from the Old Testament, Moses strikes the rock and water gushes out from the hill in abundance, and everybody drinks as much as they want. When manna falls from heaven, the book of Exodus tells us that every person has as much as they could possibly eat. This was not a snack in the morning, this was eating as much as they possibly could eat. And Isaiah tells us this when he prophesies about the end of time. He describes it like this. On this mountaintop, the Lord of hosts will prepare a banquet of rich fare for all the peoples. And then Isaiah talks about wine. Wine in the scriptures is a symbol of exuberance of the divine life. Food and drink is obviously Food and drink is necessary to our life. Food is necessary to being part of being human. And when God's presence and God's mission infuses with our own life and our own work, the abundance can't help but overflow. Overflow. When God is in us, we are lifted up, rendered joyfully, and we are transfigured. We are transformed into something completely different. But an all-you-can-eat buffet with unlimited champagne is not the point. The point is that these moments where God's kingdom begins to interact with our everyday world is where these episodes of joy start springing up, where they take place. That when God decides to dwell with us and stay with us for a while, wonderful things begin happening all around. Too wonderful to be entirely contained. Too glorious for a neat little scrubbed-up story about Jesus and wine. Because if it was only that, we'd have this scenario. A few years ago, there was a parody magazine published called Martha Stewart's Better Than You at Entertaining. You can probably still grab a copy of this ridiculous publication on Amazon. But I will never forget one article that had Martha Stewart preparing her home for a proper papal visit. And the, and the photos in the book depict this kind of older Pope arriving and sitting at Martha Stewart's dining room table. And she places a glass of clear water in front of the Pope with a hand-calligraphied note saying that she has run out of wine. So the Pope is sitting there with this look on his face, and he lays his hands on this glass of clear water, and you can tell in the pictures he's really concentrating, his eyebrows are down, and he's looking, and he has his hands on it, and nothing. It's still water. Oh, but not Martha Stewart. In one fell swoop, she sits down at the dining room table, lays her hands on the water, and presto, it's now the best wine that money can buy. And see, Martha Stewart is better than you at entertaining after all. The gospel story is not that story. Jesus is not a convenience store. Jesus is not Martha Stewart making sure there are nice floral arrangements, polished silver, and appropriately appointed canopies for the festival. No. Jesus is showing how his presence on earth, how his presence as Emmanuel, God with us, being with his followers, God being with his followers in real time, how this changes the world order. Suddenly, an ordinary wedding becomes an extraordinary example of what a full life with God can be. And here's why this is important. We are living in a fairly chaotic world at the moment. Our government continues to be shut down. We keep hearing news from our border to the south that there are great challenges. Our deacons who are working in the Episcopal ministry called Cruzando Fronteras talk about how there, even though there was a lull in the number of refugees there last week, they're expecting several thousand more this week. There is so much need. We know as much, too, that if we talk about on this holiday weekend about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., we know as much that Dr. King's dream for the beloved community was real. And as much as his dream has made progress, and yes, it has made progress, there are still too many people in this country who see someone who is different from them from an ethnic or a cultural perspective and they see them as other, foreign, not quite like me. We still see teenagers of color killed by mistake far too often by people because their gut reaction on the inside is to view them as dangerous. We saw yesterday... Native American elders being harassed by private school boys in front of the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. We haven't practiced being the beloved community in a complete way. In some ways, yes, but not in complete ways. We have so much more to do. We owe it to ourselves to become the beloved community and we cannot rely on just our own selves to make this happen. We owe it to ourselves to climb up the mountain, to climb to the mountaintop and peer over the edge and to see the abundance of life and love that God has planned for us. It's right there if we aim to see it, Jesus will let us see it. Our efforts at accomplishing even a small portion of becoming the beloved community always, anytime we embark on these efforts, it always will help us find moments of joy, of crazy abundance, in the same way that the wine pours forth at the wedding feast at Cana. We've already seen this happen right here. When God gets involved, abundance overflows. I'll give you three examples. They're short. Don't worry. First, when Myra and I began conceiving about this partnership with Garfield School about three years ago, we asked ourselves, can we really do this? Can we really host a Christmas party for all these children? Is that even really possible? And we proceeded on, and the first year, we hosted a party for 500. This year... We were part of hosting a party that welcomed over 2,000 students, parents, and neighbors with joy all around. Okay, that's one example. Second, a few years ago, our outreach team at Trinity decided to bundle up snacks and essential items for people in our neighborhood who live on the streets. When we first began handing out these urban care packs, we'd distribute a few dozen a month, maybe at the most. But in 2018, we handed out almost a thousand, thanks to your generosity that almost seems to never end. The helpers keep on helping. Okay, and here's my last example. Yesterday, we honored the life of Faye Marcus in a solemn and beautiful, beautiful occasion. When Fay began championing the greeter teams at Trinity, when I first started about five years ago, we only had a small group of faithful people, dedicated people, small group, at most, maybe six people, I think. And through her tireless efforts and her resolve to expand the ministry she helped coach, and through the prayers and the support of this congregation, we now have upwards of 20 people who are championing this ministry on a week-by-week basis. The fruits of ministry keep growing. The blessing and abundance of God's kingdom is real, and all of us can be a part of it. No matter how small or how large your challenge, your task is to tell God what you need and invite God to act. Whatever it is, ask. You can find blessing and wholeness and abundance in moments, in in all sorts of moments, and in amounts you never thought would be possible on the face of the earth because the kingdom of God is here right here and right now, and our invitation is to enter, to step in. People of Trinity, we have climbed up the mountain, and sometimes we keep climbing with a little bit more to go. But we have seen the glory of the Lord and the beloved community that is possible within our midst. We have seen this wedding feast at Cana, play out right here, because God is alive and living and breathing and working through us to take us places we never even knew existed. We know anytime time when God decides to meet us where we are, God's going to do more for us than we've ever bargained for. So if the wine or your energy or your creative spirit is running kind of low. Tell Jesus what you need. Mary did. They've run out of wine. Simple enough. You can make a statement about all sorts of stuff in your life. Then go. Go on your way up the mountain. Up to the mountaintop. Go up and see the promised land and help other people to see it too. There's no going back. Step out in faith and be part of the beloved community and invite God to let the wine of God's abundant blessings that never end flow freely.